everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am McLovin. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your host, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Moment seventy in a school zone. <laughs> what? It said mid-size sedan. <laughs> oh God! Love that. Love that. I made his catchphrase going seventy in a school zone. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> What I did was I started the uh, the intro as a baby. Mm-hmm. By the end of it, I was an old man. Yeah. By the middle of it, I was a rapper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Also, uh, don't put a rapper in your movie, like a character who's like, I am a rapper, and then not let him rap. Ex- yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Uh, there's so many problems with that that character and things surrounding that character that I cannot wait to get into. I but, could I could not believe that that was the name he landed on. <laughs> dude, we're gonna talk about all of it. We're gonna talk about all of it. Don't even get me started. Okay. This predicament right now that we're in in this very instant is the exact opposite of what the Black Eyed Peas were talking about. <laughs> Let's not get it started in here. <laughs> the last thing we need is Fergie pissing herself. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when that happened? I do remember that, that happened. <laughs> I, I saw a meme like a little while ago, but it was, um, it was, uh, it just said that time Fergie pissed herself on stage commemorative plate. <laughs> and it was just the picture of it, hap- but just like on a plate. <laughs> oh man. It was, you know, it was funny. Uh, I think this may have actually been, there was a, there's a show that the closers did, uh, that I've mentioned on the pod before, which is the one where Kieran, we stopped at that thrift store and got the duster. yeah. And he bought the giant like trench coat, the duster. Um, but I think it was that same show we were driving and like, we're all just talking. And I think, you know, all of us, none of us are really like guys that really talk like all the, like we're not like oh my god that girl's so hot like most like when we went on tour our the way we passed time was did 20 questions with pokemon so like that's yeah, of not course. and uh because you're a bunch of virgins who play ska <laughs> exactly but yeah i was in a hardcore band we talked about pussy all the time yeah it's it's like a rite of passage it's also not <laughs> true but you know what we used to do band game sorry i'll let you go back to it um a common more faster band game was um inserting the word penis into movie titles and i think you played with us once i played one with pat where it was uh name a movie title 
in re- like a movie title, but it's in reference to the last shit you took. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, uh, that's a, I saw that one floating on like Facebook a while ago, like a long time, yeah. years ago. I'm, I'm saying a while. I'm like probably like four years ago. <laughs> but yeah, no, we would do like the, um, you got to put the word penis into a movie title. So like um, 10 things I hate about penis, <laughs> uh, you know, things like that. There's probably better. Exa- there were some that were so good that it was just like, wow, that's like the perfect movie for that. <laughs> 28 penises later. Yeah. <laughs> Little Joe penis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> meet, meet Joe penis or meet penis black. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to say that, like we never had like conversations like this and then, Kieran just one time someone brought up the black eyed peas and then Kieran's just in the back of the car and he's like, man, he's like, I'd let Fergie's booty cheeks swallow my wiener. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay, man. Interesting. <laughs> what, what are you doing in the back there? <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should ride up front. So we can keep yeah. an eye on you. Make sure you don't do anything nefarious. Yeah. We need to monitor you. Are you going to watch fear street? I want to. We're going into the spooky season. Um, Meg and I were talking about doing a, because we we fucked up because it was too late now for a hundred days of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were gonna watch like a like a horror movie every night type thing. Yeah. So we're past that point. It's too late for a hundred days of Halloween. Uh, and then we were like, shit. So then what do we do? Like thirteen days or just thirty days? And then I said, what if we did sixty nine days of Halloween? Mm. Of course. And then on <laughs> Halloween, we have to 69. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> with with Kit Kats in our mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like chocolatey like wafers getting wedged in your dick hole. I love Kit Kats. <laughs> I do love Kit Kats. They're such a simple candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chocolate and wafer, it, but it works. Yeah. But yeah, no, I do want to watch Fear Street. Okay. This is not a spoiler. This is just related to the, what we were saying. I almost sent this to you yesterday because I took a video of it on my phone. But in one of the Fear Street movies, there's a scene where uh, there's five characters and they they all like they need they need to clean up because there's some blood involved and stuff. So two go into one room two go into another room and another guy just stands out in the hall and like monitors and yeah the two separate parties that went in end up having sex while they, they're, cause they're all like horny teenagers. So they like go into another room and they have sex and then they all come out of their rooms. And this kid who was outside was like, he was like, Whoa, I could just tell what happened. And then they're like, no, nothing happened. Like it was barely even first base. And then the other people come back and he's like, he's like, did you guys all just go to pound town? And then it like zooms up on his face and he just goes, me too. And I was just like, is he implying that he just whacked off in the hallway? <laughs> oh, I love it. He's just outside listening to everyone fucking. And it's just like, oh, I got to get on this somehow. Yeah, I started dying. I was like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> I like that. Dude, there's been a, um, there's been a couple things I watched recently with like people fucking and dying, which is a classic horror movie trope. Yeah. Relates to what we're going to be talking about today in a mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Um, but I also just recently watched Willie's Wonderland. Oh God. Yeah. And that oh, one God. had one of those scenes. Yeah. Um, that was so bad too. That one. He was like, <laughs> he was like, 
happy birthday. She's like, it's not my birthday. He's like, it is now. Like, (laughs) like, is that slick? Is that like, Ooh, dirty talk. Like what? I know that was me and Brandon Ryan watched that early 2021. And we were so excited to watch it. We're like, this is going to be ridiculous. I can't wait to watch it. And then we were just sitting there and like, especially that scene, like we were just sitting on the couch, like cringing, like what? This is bad. (laughs) Brace for impact. It's real bad. Also, just let you know, because we're doing an M. Night Shyamalan review at the end of this, um, I had to clip something from The Happening. So it's uh, Mark Wahlberg delivering the dialogue, What's Going On, in his the worst delivery ever. What's going on? So I'm using that over and over again. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Yeah, he committed hate crimes or something? Can I get in on that? <laughs> It's a thing. It's a thing he's known for. It, yeah. Yeah. People forget. Mark but I don't. Mark. <laughs> Marky Mark. Don't call him Marky Mark. A bunch of. It's uh I know so many people who like absolutely love him. And I don't know why. Yeah. Like I'm always like, why? And they're like, oh, have you seen The Departed? Like, have you seen any other movie <laughs> of his? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen most of his career? Yeah. No, like He's one of these uh, enigmatic characters who's like, I've seen him in things and enjoyed him. Like, I like the other guys, and I think he's funny in it. Mm -hmm. Like, I know he is capable, but I also know that he's kind of a tool. Yeah. (laughs) So, what a guy. Uh, But you know what? Fuck Mark Wahlberg. Because this show's all about us. I mean, this show's always about us. It's about the Swampies, but it's really about us. Mm -hmm. And... Today's no different, and today might even be more special than all that because, sure, we're reviewing old, but why are we reviewing old? Because it's great cinema? I don't know. We'll talk about that. It probably is. I haven't seen it yet. But but the reason we're doing old is because, Colin, you're old. Yeah. And Scott. I'm being honest. You're old. I'm old because we both just had a birthday. We did. Yeah. I was going to say though, there was a moment in time. There was a two week gap where I was much older than you. Oh yeah. And I made you know it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to, you know what? I think I might just put it in the episode right here for people to hear. Cause yeah, you, you called me, I wasn't available and then you left me a voicemail and it was not what I was expecting it to be. <laughs> well, so for for frame of reference for the Swampies, because I don't think the Swampies have ever heard any of the off-show messages that I leave you, but uh, for you guys at home who don't know, anytime I call Colin and he decides he's too good to answer, <laughs> I leave him a voicemail for the maximum duration that his voicemail will allow me to do so. <laughs> so I just keep talking until I get cut off mid sentence. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's like, do you want to listen back? And I'm like, Nope, send it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't have time for that, but I'll listen to it now. If you can play it. Hey buddy, it's guy. Uh, ah, man, this is awkward. Cause you know, I got the voicemail and everything. Um, I guess I should start by saying happy birthday. It's kind of good news, bad news. Good news, 
remembered it's your birthday. Happy birthday, buddy. Uh, bad news. I don't think I can do the show anymore with you. Like, like I want to say it's like not you, it's me, but like it kind of is you right now because I just feel like the age gap, it's just like, I don't know if I'm going to understand your references because you're so much older now than me that like, I just feel like it just doesn't make sense. That's not what people want to hear. It's, it's You're going to be like, oh, Casablanca. I'm going to be like, Casawata? Like, it's just, I just feel like the vibe is off because the, the age difference. Honestly, that's the biggest hurdle for me. I mean, I guess, I guess we could wait two weeks until... I'm also 32, but I don't know. It just seems like, it just seems like it just doesn't make sense anymore. Like, you know, on one hand, like, I'm 31, but you're like 32, and it's just like, I don't know. I just feel like the listeners aren't really going to, like, understand where, like, you're coming from. Like, maybe, like, if we got, like, people in their, like, 40s or 50s or whatever who listen to us, yeah, but, like, I definitely skew a little bit younger, and I feel like there's going to be, like, this this weird disconnect between, like, you and me, and then that's going to drive a wedge between us and our audience, and it's like, you know what, let's just go out on top while we're, well, while I'm young, I guess, so you're, you're old, so while I'm young, yeah, let's go out and, you know, we still got, well, I still have most of my life ahead of me. You got some of it left too, which is great. And, you know, you do whatever you want. You can like uh, whittle or knit or whatever you guys do at that ripe old age of 32. Um, man, I really wish I didn't have to do this in a voicemail. Oh, my God. You know, the Swampies are going to be heartbroken, but I think they're going to understand when they realize just, like, how much older you are than me and how it's just, yeah, I, I think once, once we tell them, they're going to be like, oh, I get it. I don't want to. It starts up with you just going, hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking creep. <laughs> I am a creep. A little bit of a creep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's a very real possibility that this episode wasn't even going to happen because really I was looking out for the listeners. I was looking out for the Swampies, thinking mm-hmm. about them because I knew they were going to hate here in the show when they can feel that age gap between us really kind of like driving in the wedge. But you know what? We figured it out. We just waited the two weeks. Then I also turned 32. And now I think we're kind of back on track. There's definitely still some friction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Daddy likes a little friction. <laughs> All depends on where that friction goes. You know what I mean? Mm. I find I agree with you on a lot of things. And I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and you I mean, shouldn't I do. be agreeing with me. <laughs> yeah. For your own sake. But no, we're talking about old because we're old now. We just had birthdays. Mm-hmm. 
We're both 32. Actually, the day before my birthday, I was like, you know what I'm going to do tomorrow on my birthday? I'm going to go out and buy a Shaquille O'Neal Orlando Magic jersey, the throwback, because that's when he was number 32. Mm-hmm. Wait, I wanted did- to get the black Orlando Magic jersey with the blue pinstripes. Ugh. Did you actually get it? No, I actually I went to a store and they were like, they're like, oh, we we used to have it. Well, we sold them all. I was like, fuck. What store did you they're go like, to? We got Michael Jordan. I'm like, nobody even knows who he is. <laughs> I I got very excited for a hot moment that Michael Jordan was going to be in Space Jam, a new legacy. Oh, I thought you were going to say like you got excited for a moment that he was going to like come on the show. No, no. He wouldn't do that. <laughs> if he, um, I don't know. He might. If he wasn't going to show up in Space Jam too, then he's not showing up on our podcast. I don't even like basketball. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But like, listen, I'm a hockey guy. I know you play <laughs> baseball, Jordan. Yeah. But, <laughs> but where do you land on football? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was I was excited. I I watched that the other day. Even though you told me not to. It's bad. It's really bad. I hope I hope War Machine dies <laughs> in one of the next yeah. MCU movies. <laughs> yeah, for real. I, I hope they bring back Terrence Howard. Yeah. It's it was upsetting. <laughs> it was off- offensive to the senses. <laughs> yeah, dude. The freaking um the honest trailers for that is one of like the most perfect ones I've seen in a long while. Yeah. I was, uh, I was just sitting there and it was like a, like an orgy of like every, like Warner brothers intellectual property. And I was just like, what's going on? <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. You gonna work that in any way you can. I'm going to work it in a lot here. Um, so yeah, we were doing, I was can like, I saw it cause like we're on a video call and like, I saw you like moving around and I was like looking at you and I'm like, I had no idea what you were doing. And I was just, I was just looking at you like. Like. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> I thought you were going to drop a sound clip. <laughs> I don't have that sound clip. I wasn't prepared. You didn't tell me we were doing this. Yeah. So then like you were like asking me. Like you were like, and I was like, and I was just sitting there, but I, in really at reality, I was like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, you were, you were really like, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm giving him the cue and he's not doing it. And I'm just sitting here like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We have to stop. I feel like everybody listening at home is just like got their headphones in or they're listening on their car and they're like, what's going on? <laughs> They're like, what's going on? <laughs> like, are they going to get to the review? Or are they just going to keep playing this clip of Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> this is ending up better than I anticipated. <laughs> yeah. That button's going to wear out before this episode's yeah, done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, yeah, no, we, we, we came up with some ideas ahead of it. Like, we're definitely getting lazier each year. It comes around to our birthday. You can tell we're getting older because we're just like year one. And it's like, we're going to list 30 movies, our favorite movie from every year we've been born. And then the next year we were like, we'll just do like 31 questions. Mm-hmm. 
because we couldn't think of anything else. And now this year, I was like, what if we just reviewed a movie like it was a regular episode, <laughs> but we talk about ourselves even more during it because yeah. it's our birthdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the movie is called Old. So we were like, why don't we just do that? Because we're old. And then we're like, that's genius. <laughs> we just started stroking our egos. <laughs> yeah. Like all our work here is done. Yeah. <laughs> but- Moving on. I will say that we may, we may have peaked at that first birthday episode because that idea was really good. Like I really, it was really the fun. first one. Yeah. Yeah. I, we should have saved that for when we were like 20 years in and we could have done 50. Yeah. Maybe that's the next time we do it. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> Except yeah. everyone would know because they've been listening to the show. They're, they're like, we already know you're one and two from every year. <laughs> I don't know. Cause it might change over the years. Maybe I'll see a movie from 1989 that I have never seen before. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe I ever missed this. How come I never watched it is Kramer true. versus Kramer or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that's from that year. <laughs> I just picked some boring ass dramatic movie from the, the 80s that I was like, I know I haven't seen. Well, we have, we do have like a little, kind of like a game, little listy thingy that we're going to do in the middle of the episode, but uh, we do have an announcement. Do you want to get to that or do you want to like keep stroking ourselves off? <laughs> um, Let's stop stroking ourselves off, but let's also not announce anything. Let's just let them figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Take a look around see if there's anything different in your environment, anything different about us. You know, be like, oh, this has changed. And then, um, you know, you'll get it. Yeah. Or you can tell them if you want, Colin. Okay. It's like, I don't want people to be confused. Like if we don't say anything and then they're just like, wait, they said they were going to make an announcement. And then they didn't say anything. And I'm just sitting here like, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not completely privy to what you're doing also. So when (laughs) it takes a second, I'm like, oh, the shit. He wants me to press. What's going on? (laughs) That's right. You're leaving me hanging. Yeah. I kind of like the long pauses just to show how little you're paying attention to me as I'm talking to you. So we have some pretty cool news to announce. I think over the last year or so, we've been feeling like we need to do a better job getting out more content and hitting more movies and getting you guys involved more. Now, as we've said like a million times over the last year, we've both been super busy. Right. Just a lot going on, <laughs> both our personal and professional lives that have made it way harder to hit as many movies as we did in 2019, where we went ape shit and saw like 200 plus movies. Um, and for me personally, I have felt the urge to really get my finger back on the pulse of cinema as I feel like I've been kind of lacking there compared to the past couple of years, uh, just because I've been so busy. But I think this forces us maybe to be more current, hit more topics, hit topics right. we maybe wouldn't have been able to on the podcast. And like I said, get you guys involved more with different contests, polls, movie reviews, and just another outlet for you guys to be able to reach out to us because we know not everyone has or uses Instagram uh, that frequently. And that essentially at the moment is the only way we communicate with you guys. Right. So what we're announcing is a two dudes monthly newsletter. Now, before you're all like, mm, fuck that shit. I don't want to fucking read. <laughs> we think this is going to open the door for some new additions to the show. Obviously the podcast is the main way to enjoy our, 
our show and it will continue to be the main focus and priority. But within this newsletter, we want to include a, a multitude of different topics and variety. So how this will work is on the second of every month second, because you know, two isn't two dudes, you know, uh, we'll be sending out, uh, this newsletter to whoever subscribes to it. And in the newsletter every month, we will be hitting 20 different movie related topics. So just examples of what might be included in the letter each month. Like I said, we want to be more current, have our finger on the pole. So if a trailer comes out that we want to talk about, but maybe it won't fit into the show, uh, we might do a short column on that. For example, I think we wanted to talk Space Jam when that trailer dropped, but we never got around to it. That was honestly probably for the better, though. <laughs> We've been saying we want to do more written reviews. So this gives us the opportunity to talk more current movies and give you some insight into what is new and what we've seen and what we think of that. Um, I actually just saw within the last week, uh, the night house, uh, I saw jungle cruise and Stillwater. So those might be three movies that end up getting reviews for this first newsletter. Um, but really it's just any movie that has come out that is probably not going to fit into the rotation of the podcast. Yeah. Now we have a way of bringing you shorter form reviews of that and letting you know what we think of it. And if you've never heard of it, then you can find out about it. Also, we've taken notice uh, that you guys really like the recommend episodes. So we wanted to include stuff like that, uh, you know, either on streaming services or just it could just be in more informal, you know, just. This is a movie that we want you to see. Maybe if we watched an older movie for the first time or we're just like revisiting it because it's something that we really like. We might do retrospective reviews now, uh, which is something that honestly me and Sky have talked about doing retrospective reviews for a couple of years now. For sure. Uh, so that'll be pretty cool. Um, I actually just did a David Lowry deep dive and revisited a bunch of his movies after seeing The Green Knight. And after rewatching A Ghost Story... That made me want to talk about that movie so bad. So maybe something like that uh, could show up. I also think we want to occasionally hit just some random like pop culture stuff that is maybe movie adjacent, like maybe a new comic that's out that we feel would translate really well to a movie or something like Marvel or DC related that we think could be a plot point in the MCU or something going forward. Um, maybe something video game related if it's pertaining to a movie in some way, like it would, it would have to be organic, but these are all things that like we do in our lives that we could share with you that I know some people have expressed interest in, but yeah, it's, it's pretty open-ended, but that's also kind of what's cool about it is that it gives us the opportunity to talk wider variety of things with you and stuff that wouldn't have made it into the pod. But I think something that like benefits you guys the most, um, and I think is really cool is that this is a way for us to do much more organized and like tangible contests. Uh, we were thinking something along the lines of like free movie tickets every once in a while for like the big upcoming movies. Like maybe like we do it for Dune um, or even if it's just our merch still, but actually showing you what you could win. Because right now we just say, hey, maybe you could win some merch, but we, you know, you never see it or whatever. I mean, you could if you go to our website, but listening to the pod, it doesn't translate. But this will actually get your eyes on the prize, literally. We had gotten some messages last year regarding movie reviews also that Swampies would like to see. So we want to do things where maybe it's a poll or a survey where we can get you guys in the mix for which reviews we put out uh, when we have a light break in the schedule. Um, this will also allow us to make big announcements for the pod, like new merch drops or, or maybe a Patreon or something. 
And on top of all that, this is going to be sent all over email and it will be set up so you can respond directly to us, which is very cool. So let's just say something in the newsletter piqued your interest or you had a thought or opinion on something. You can just press respond on the email, email us back directly and just be like, hey, this is, you know, what I think about this thing. Or I I like what I like your astute observations because you're so smart. But in general, it just it's it's much easier for you guys to interact with us. Um, There's ways that we can interact with you now that we couldn't over on Instagram And I think more people, like, obviously more people have email. Um, But, like, I don't think uh, as many people are, like, super active on Instagram. But in general, we are super excited about this. We think this is really going to open a lot of doors for the show, keep us more current, which will only make us better, and give you guys more and more of a voice as well, which we have said this before, but all you filthy swampies have made this show what it is up until this point for us. And... We want to keep making it bigger and better for you guys. So at the time of recording, the letter is not set up, but it will be. So if you're wondering how to sign up for this thing on September 1st, there will be a newsletter tab on the navigation for our website. So just go to two dudes, and press newsletter. And that will take you to a form to sign up You just put your email in. And from there uh, you'll be subscribed and we will hit you with that sweet two dudes movie content on the second of every month, uh, news contest giveaways, a whole shebang of shit. Um, but yeah, we're really excited and hopefully you guys are digging the idea as well. Yeah. So suck on that piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) That all that being said, like I've been, you know, we probably should start a Patreon. That's another thing where it's just like we've just been like so busy. It's like mm, hard to add that to the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, but we should probably mention in case there's a certain listener out there listening to this right now. We do have a special episode that we are planning to do uh, that we are not sleeping on. We are saving it to kick off the month of October. Mm-hmm. But there is a... um. There's a Swampy out there who reached out to us and uh, we were talking to them and they've been listening to a long time and uh, they they really wanted this one episode or uh, one movie for us to review. And it just so happens that it kind of fits perfectly with like the spooky season Halloween stuff. So we are going to get to it. We're not just uh, we're not just putting it on the back burner. We are intentionally waiting until uh, October to yeah. to do it so i don't want to spoil what movie that's going to be but i feel like the person who we're talking about will know what we're talking about mm-hmm. yeah we we had said that the other day we're like oh we should mention on the pod that when we're doing it because uh we don't want it to seem like we just pocketed their donation <laughs> we're just right like, cool. exactly so uh, sweet thanks like yeah no like we uh we are well prepared to do it but yeah we want to we want to I feel like it'd be a really good way to kick off the Halloween season because mm-hmm. the movie that's in question is such like a horror movie classic that I just, uh, I'm excited to talk about it. But again, I don't want to spoil anything. So you just have to wait. But for now we got bigger fish to fry or not necessarily bigger fish, but different fish, not mm-hmm. even better fish. Definitely not better fish, but 
we are older. We're going to talk about old, but before we do that, I um, tried coming up with a game. Wasn't able to come up with a game. So this is more of like a list slash like retrospective of our youth and, and thinking about movies and uh, movies that maybe we loved when we were younger, but they're not very good. Yeah. Or not very good anymore even. So uh, <laughs> I guess I would call this game slash segment slash list. Uh, I'm too old for this shit. Loose skin and old balls. Gross. <sighs> so yeah. So like the idea being these are movies that we loved when they came out and we were younger. And then maybe we've gone back and watched them again. And we were like, oh my God, like this is unbearably bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I there's a lot of movies that I saw when I was a kid that I loved, but then I watch them later and I'm like, I can see that this is not a good movie, but I fucking love this still. Yeah, like, that's how I feel about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like I can acknowledge it's not like the best movie, like made movie and like there's some pretty cringy things about it, but I just love it so much. <laughs> then there's other movies where I watch it and I'm like, wow, how did I watch this movie ever like how did my parents sit there and like let me watch this movie and be like jesus christ this sucks <laughs> yeah you know i mean there's there's movies that i thought about later on where i was just like i wish i could have like the original pokemon movie i really wish i could have heard my parents like inner dialogue with themselves while they're like watching it they're just like so fucking bad <laughs> like, oh yeah so yeah no 15 and like to your point it's funny we were talking about this last night and i had just off the top of my head mentioned um the flintstones movie and you were like fuck you i love that movie still and i was just like oh no i love that movie too <laughs> that's not what i'm I'm talking about but uh it has like a 20 percent on rotten tomatoes i know yeah because th- there's definitely some like you were saying ninja turtles and stuff that uh i i don't think are like good movies but i still like them for some reason so these are the ones where i used to love them and then yeah i went back and watched them and i was like what the hell and i think a lot of them are from like early childhood on my list but there there are a few that were like even when i was a teenager that i saw and i was like that was amazing then i went back and watched it like the last two years and i was like oh god this is the worst yeah yeah pretty bad you want to go first you want me to go first you go first. Your your birthday was first, so. Oh, yeah, that's true. All right. My number 3 is <laughs> Dunstan checks in. <laughs> oh, does that movie not hold up? I used to love that movie. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, I I used to watch the shit out of that movie. Like that was a movie that was on repeat and um I think it's on Disney Plus right now. I'm pretty sure that's where I watched it and I put it on and yeah, it's it's so lazy. It's just they they just filmed a monkey for two hours. <laughs> See, that sounds great to me. There's the one. And also, like, just so much of the movie is like they have a they have the monkey make. It's like a heist scene. He he, he thieves. And he's got like a a ski mask on. And yeah. uh, this is the other part where the monkey like crashes like the. um like that party and one woman like looks up at the ceiling and her like line delivery, like maybe laugh out loud. She's like, Oh, a 
<laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I was just it's like, so oh good. god. <laughs> so yeah, for sure. That's uh, that's probably really bad. I'm sure there's a lot of movies like of that type that are like that, where it's just like, ugh. well, like kids like family movies and stuff that are like, woof. There's a there's a lot bad. of movies in that vein too, where it's like. There was a, there was a, a time during our childhood where all the rage was like let's let's make a movie but the main character is an animal doing a human thing like Airbud yeah. and like there was MVP which is the hockey one with the monkey and stuff like that and uh, yeah I was just like you should have known it was gonna be terrible <laughs> like yeah who are you kidding so all right what's your number three so I didn't rank them necessarily I just picked. Th- three movies. Okay. Um, I, I really don't know why I liked this movie when it came out because like there's a time, like when I was a kid, especially like early two thousands, you know, the nineties and stuff. Sorry. There was like, um, there's just like a time I was like constantly going to, to the movies with with my mom and my sister and we were just seeing like everything everything and anything like any movie that came out like i went and saw it i don't Mm. know why i liked it at the time but i've gone back like later in life and i was like what um but phone booth with colin farrell oh (laughs) okay it's like I was like, man, this movie is really cool. He's just trapped in this phone booth and he's on the phone with the guy. And he's going to get sniped and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this is intense. And then I watched it like again, not like <laughs> recently, but like I started watching it maybe like six years ago or something. Like this is my first time seeing it since 2002 when it came out. And I'm just like, yeah, let me see this again. And I was like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> 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 Why did I... I bought it on DVD like when I was or you know I didn't buy it but I asked for it like on DVD like after it came out I was like why mm-hmm. so there's sometimes where you have those movies in your collection where you're like yeah I don't even like that th- <laughs> that thing yeah well I'll just get to it my number two is that exactly my number two is Godzilla <laughs> oh that's right you Let's fucking see. loved that movie yeah I, when I saw Godzilla as a kid, I thought it was awesome and had all the Godzilla toys. I've said before, I don't really need to talk about this too long because I've mentioned it like on multiple episodes, I think. But yeah, that's the movie that like it actually got me into watching all the Japanese ones and stuff. So I guess it was good for something. But right. Yeah, I uh, I went back and I actually bought it at FYE. Like when I was in like early college, I was like, oh, this movie was like the shit. Like that scene where like, the guy doesn't die because he fits right in between Godzilla's toes. <laughs> so sick. And uh, yeah, I watched it again. I was like, oh no. Oh God. But it did have a dope soundtrack. Oh. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll <laughs> definitely do something for you. You it's, would think, you would hope. You you just, when you're older, I think you just pick apart all the things that like, you can suspend your disbelief for so much of it, but then there's other things that you're just like, come on, that's so late. Like the worm scientist thing is always, I'm always just like, why? (laughs) I love that. That's the through line that they kept through all of the later uh, Godzilla movies. It's just like, who's working on the Godzilla case? Somebody who is wildly underqualified. Yeah. (laughs) 
just from a completely different fucking world of expertise. All right. Well, it's a good choice. My, uh, I guess number two, but you know, no rankings is, uh, it's hard to say that it's like looking back, it's like, wow, this gave me nothing. Cause it did one thing for me. It did one thing for the world. And I think if a movie can be so bad, but also so iconic in the way that it gave us such a bop, is it really that bad? So my number two pick is Wicka Wicka Wild, Wicka Wicka Wild, Wild Wild West, <laughs> okay. Jim West, Desperado, Rough Rider. No, you don't want nada. None of this. Six gun in this. Run in this. <laughs> for a second, it's funny because for a second I was like, he's not going to say Men in Black, is he? And that was just another no. Will Smith movie. <laughs> yeah, that was when Will Smith was like hot, hot, hot. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, when that movie came out, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I'm like, it's fucking, it's the Wild West and there's robot <laughs> spiders. Why? And there's, you know, blatant racism and cripple jokes and stuff. <laughs> like, it's so bad. It is awful. It is, it is horrible of a movie. That is a movie that does not stand the test of time. There's like, Blatant like chauvinism and racism and handicap jokes. Like it is it is across the board offensively trash. And it's like it's not even like funny. It's just like ugh. Like it's gross to watch. <laughs> and it makes no sense. It's a horrible, horribly written movie. It's so all over the place, just trash. Dang. Well, but I loved it when it came out. I was like, whoa, this is so cool. <laughs> it's the wild, wild but in my West. defense, I was 10. Yeah. Well, this next movie I saw when I was probably 14. So I probably should have known better. And <laughs> I'm putting it on this list also because I think out of the three movies, um, this was the one that I was definitely into like the most. Like, I think I saw this like four times in the theater and like made multiple friends go see it. Cause I was just like, it's so fucking good. And then I rewatched it two years ago, I think. And I've mentioned it on the pod before, but I watched it two years ago and I, the whole time I was just cringing. I was like, Oh God, it's, it's getting worse. It's bad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no. And that is Van Helsing. <laughs> oh Yes. There That's are, one of those. There are some really, really bad lines, which I think are like probably like my favorite shitty part of the entire movie. Um, right. Because there's just like, uh, there's just like a monologue from Dracula and uh, he's, um he's, I don't even remember what exactly what happens, but he just starts like crying and then all of like him and his brides like just float back into the wall and become stone. I was like, I don't remember that being a vampire thing. <laughs> and then uh, yeah. the one bride of Dracula like grabs another one and is like, do you like to fly? <laughs> and I was just like, okay. okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I just, I love that his, his sidekick, he's like a medieval friar named Carl. <laughs> yeah. See, I haven't revisited a lot of those like, to those 2000s 
very leathery, wet horror action movies. Cause like, I remember when underworld, the first underworld came out, I was like, this is fucking awesome. And I bet you, I would hate it now. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. I also remember these are, I guess, honorable mentions. I also remember really liking triple X when it came out that first one. <laughs> yeah. I was into it. I was like, they made a reference to the vandals. <laughs> so I, a, I was just like, I don't know. I had a couple honorable mentions, but one of them, I feel like, one of them I think is not PC at all anymore, but I, I still think people will disagree with me on it, but that one's Shallow Hal. Oh, yeah. I hated Shallow Hal when it came out. I didn't okay. think it was funny at all. I hated that movie. <laughs> I saw it in theaters, and I was so mad about it. <laughs> See, I remember at the time, me and my friends would be like, that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I thought it was dumb as shit. But me... My my number one, because it stands out so much through my life. I saw it in theaters when I was a kid, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I saw it um, as like a consolation prize for being good at the dentist. <laughs> you know, it's just like, OK, like you were good. Like, let's go to a movie. What movie do you want to see? Mm-hmm. And this would have been what year was this movie? Oof. Sorry, I was just looking at the Rotten Tomato score for it. I'm like, why did I ever like this? <laughs> um, oh, I don't see what year. Why does it not tell me the year on Rotten Tomatoes? 96, 1996. So I would okay. have been seven years old. Yeah. And I made mention of a certain birthday gift I wanted to give myself this year. Well, growing up, I loved Shaq because he was like the tallest fucking guy uses giant and I was always felt like a giant because I was the tallest kid in my class and the tallest kid in the grade above me Mm -hmm. so I just felt just big and awkward and weird and I loved basketball and I had a Shaq jersey that's also part of the reason why I was like I really want that jersey again but like in my size as an adult yeah Um, when I saw this movie in theaters I thought it was the best thing and then like the end of the movie made me cry um (laughs) Cause it's sad, man. The kid like doesn't have a dad. Uh, Kazam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that movie when it came out. Again, I was seven. Everybody, get off of my dick. But I, was, I, I loved Shaq. He's a rapping genie, which at the time made all the sense. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it had a heart. It had a boombox. <laughs> it had a, a giant basketball player as a genie. Uh, it was great. I thought it was awesome and it stood out to me because I think even as a kid, I remember (laughs) my mom being like, "Ugh," to this movie yeah, and like whatever about it. But specifically the next time I watched it, I revisited it much later and I think I might've been like ninth or 10th grade. And we used to, we used to every once in a while be like, Oh, let's all watch a movie together. Like me, my mom, my sister, my mom's boyfriend. So then we would kind of like rotate who picks the movie. And I saw that that was on like whatever channel, like an HBO stream or something like that, like on cable. So I was just like, oh, we should watch Kazam because I haven't (laughs) seen it in forever. And I used to love that movie. And even now, like I'm more ironically, like I'm sure it's not great, but like whatever, it'd be just be a silly movie. And like, to laugh at it or whatever 
And it stands out to me because we've definitely watched some movies that are like subpar or whatever on those movie nights, just kind of like exploring options. Like, oh, none of us have seen this movie. It's got good people in it. You watch it and you're like, yeah, that's not so great. But we <laughs> watched this movie and I, I don't think I've ever seen my mom's boyfriend this mad before. <laughs> <laughs> But I thought it was the funniest thing in the world because it ended and he was like, why the fuck did I do this tonight? Like, why am I, why did we watch this? He's like, I'm never getting that time back. He's like, he was so angry that he had to watch that movie because it was so bad. And at the time I'm like, that's hilarious. But looking back now, I'm like, he was right. I would be furious. I'd be like, your dumb shit kid wanted to watch fucking Kazam. And now I just lost an hour and a half of my life on a Friday night. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like he was hundred percent in the right. It's a bad movie. And even as I was watching it, I was like, damn, I wish I didn't decide to watch this, but like I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I, uh, there was two, two things. One, uh, my last job, when Shazam came out, I had said, I'm like, I'm going to go see Shazam. And this guy was like, he's like, Oh, like they, they're, they're doing a sequel. And I was like, I, was like, I don't think so. He's like, no, 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 it was, it was an older movie. So I was just like, Oh, okay. Like I, you know, maybe, uh, I didn't know that there was a Shazam movie. So this guy went and saw the movie he went and saw Shazam thinking it was a sequel to Kazam. Love it. <laughs> love it. Uh, I love it for so many reasons. <laughs> One, the oblivious factor of the world around you when there's commercials constantly for it and posters everywhere that it's actually just like a superhero movie. And when it says DC on everything, it's like, you're not like, oh yeah, that's the comics. Duh. It's something different. <laughs> but the fact that he thought it was a Kazam sequel and wanted to go. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> That's the mm, delicious yeah. detail of that story. <laughs> Love that. And uh, the other thing I was gonna say, you were you were ramping up for it, and you're like, you know, I love Shaq. It made me cry, and I was like, oh, he's gonna say Hubie Halloween. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> it did make me cry. Well, yeah, last last year you were on your couch watching Hubie Halloween, you're like. It's fucking hits, man. <laughs> yeah, why's everybody mean to the Sandman? <laughs> oh, cool. A few like dishonorable mentions, I guess. I thought of the Power Rangers movie. Thought of that for oh, sure. I used to love that Ivan Ooze. Yeah, that Ivan. Specifically, I was thinking about like the commercial where Ivan Ooze is just slinging his like putty. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I remember as a kid, and I even for like years, like into like, like high school and stuff. I remember like being like, man, like the CGI at the end of that power Rangers movie though was like next level shit. And then I went back and watched it. That was also on Netflix a couple years ago and I put it on and I was watching the end and I was like, Whoa, this is the worst. <laughs> and, uh, there's actually a video on YouTube of like a uh, professional animators watching shitty animation. And they're watching that movie. And uh, so, yeah, those two things. And then I think I would still like this one. I think that has redeeming qualities, but I thought about Flubber for a second also. Mm, yeah, I Flubber crossed my mind too. Yeah. 
<laughs> I just want to say a couple of things more about Kazam because now I'm looking on Rotten Tomatoes. There's a review. It's the most recent review on it, and it's from July 26, 2021. And it's three and a half stars for Kazam, a movie that's sitting at a 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> and it says three and a half stars. Shaq hits the free throws with this one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good review it's like wow he's hitting free throws which he, the, was a thing back then he's like he can never hit a free throw yeah I'm like okay cool <laughs> it's good to know where your priorities are three that's and a, a half stars that's actually hitting the free throws with this one <laughs> listen yeah. we should probably start talking about uh, the movie that we said we were going to review but mm-hmm. word of uh Word of warning to the Swampies, we're going to keep it brief. Yeah. Um, This was a movie that we didn't want to do. Yeah, not really, because, I mean, we did the trailer park on it, and we were kind of like, hmm, we've been burned by M. Night before, and we had said that, you know... maybe, Maybe he won't fuck this up because it was already a graphic novel. That being said, the last time he tried to adopt something or adapt something, let me say that again. The last time he tried to adapt something was The Last Airbender, and we know how that turned out. Perfect. So, but yeah, I mean, like, I think I had said, I was like, the concept looks kind of cool, and maybe because it's based on something, he, you know, it'll, it'll end up being a good time. So I actually saw this with my brothers and Brianna when we, when they were visiting um, pretty recently. We all, we all went. Uh, like opening weekend for it and M night Shyamalan. He's the writer and director on it. And I mean, he pretty much writes and directs all of his movies. Um, he's, he's, so a he's dual, the only one you can blame. Yeah. He's, he's a dual threat in that regard. Um, and he, it is a threat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Gail Garcia Bernani plays goal. Uh, guy, I think is, is it guy? The names are of really course, lazy. Of course his name is guy because it's the laziest name you can give a protagonist in a movie guy well that's this is guy who's his wife i don't know gal <laughs> his wife's name is prissa i'm pretty sure vicky grapes she's from phantom thread rufus sewell he plays charles alex wolf uh he plays trent he is actually alex, alex wolf time because he was in pig like he's had two releases recently and I mean, we like him for hereditary Thomas and McKenzie. Uh, she plays Matt. Is it Maddox? What's her name? Yeah. Maddox Maddox, but love her. Can't wait to see her in last night. in Soho. we still have not done that trailer. We will. Oh, uh, such a good trailer, but yeah, man, uh, you saw the trailer. I thought the concept looked cool. Um, but after, after watching the movie, that's, that's all it had. Oh yeah. That's all it had, man. <laughs> Let's not waste any time. We need to talk about this. Okay. I fucking hated the dad. I I thought (laughs) his acting was trash. I have, I have like a few like theories in regards to like the acting and stuff, but yeah, the acting, it it broke my heart seeing some of the performances in this movie. Cause I think some of them are like passable, but none of them are good. And he has actors in this movie that are good actors. And part of me feels like M night Shyamalan might just not be good at directing actors because 
so many, like many of his movies, including Signs, which is a very good movie. If you go back and watch Signs, I think Signs does actually have some pretty wooden performances and some bad dialogue in it. And like after watching like this and like the happening and stuff, I'm just like, I don't know if he's like the like. I feel like he's lost his touch in terms of being like, this is the performance I want out of you and getting that because yeah, the dad is awful. I think the mom is pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, and then even like I said, like Thomas and McKenzie is normally amazing and everything. She's probably the best. Like she probably is the best performance in this movie. I wouldn't even say it's that good. Well, it's hard. Like the material she's working with is trash. She doesn't get a ton of screen time and it's it's such a stupid movie that it's like <laughs> you could be great in a bad movie and it's still not going to look good. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're just saying and doing dumb things, it's like it, it, it so falls on M. Night. What a fuck. What a <laughs> fucking fuck. But yeah, it's like there's such dog shit to work with. Just dog shit to work with. And you had warned me ahead of time about this, but watching it from my own eyes, the first like three minutes of the movie, the dialogue that starts this movie is so stupid and on the nose. It's so ham-fisted. It's like I wanted to just jump through the screen and start bitch slapping people. Like (laughs) That's like, rewrite that shit. There's there's a lot of lines in it that I'm just like, how? Cause like the beginning movie starts up and they're just like in a car and she, the mom's like, uh, I can't wait to hear your voice when you are older. Don't you wish that yeah. we had more time together? And the boy is just like, I really want to go surfing. The dad's like, well, you're too young for that now. Yeah. You don't and, want and to rush rapid rolling. fire. <laughs> yeah. It's rapid fire. They make like 10 references to age, their age. Now the future, all of it in like the first five minutes. It's like, we fucking get it. <laughs> we saw the trailer. We're not <laughs> as dumb as you, M. <laughs> yeah, the dialogue is is awful. And there's there's a few like mechanics they use that are just so lazy. One that I, I hated just for multiple reasons was like the, the child. His shtick is that he runs up to people and asks them what their name and occupation is. And like yeah. one, I was just like, kids don't do that <laughs> like, yeah so like don't write that like I, I hate when like kids are random movies and it's just nothing like what an actual kid would say and uh it's just this kid running around and he's just like hello what is your occupation and then the guy's like oh i'm a cop and he's like okay i will come back to you at the end of the movie <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like, dude this movie is so clearly written by somebody who only understands their own worldview like <laughs> The I have a huge, huge problem with the way that he writes characters mm-hmm. because it's one thing to an ex- to explore a character that is unlike yourself and then having to like research and like kind of gain understanding of like, you know, if like let's say you're like Taika Waititi is like working on works on movies where he's not writing about people from like New Zealand, like what, what he is most familiar with. Cause it's where he came from. He's writing about everything and anything. And he's like researching and he's like doing different things. And he's like making it make sense to the character. I am not a mother, but I can write a mother, i.e. Scarlett Johansson. And 
convey the message that I want and like that maternal feeling of like taking care of your kid and protecting them. But like, you can't share everything. Like there's like a, you, he, a good writer can put themselves in another character's shoes that they've, they have no reason to have ever experienced that life, but with through like the work and the research, they can make that character come to life in an honest way, even though they haven't lived those experiences personally themselves. Ebonite does the opposite of that. He writes based on what he overhears somebody else on the sidewalk describing a person as, and then he goes, I can use some of that. It's basically like playing a game of telephone with this guy. And specifically, I saw it in Midsize Sedan, which, what? Zone. <laughs> I I love it. We have to, we have to talk specifically about that soon. So that and then like the characteristics of the the doc the doctor and like the way that his racism is displayed feels so unnatural and weird. Like it's like I don't. It's like all right. I understand that racism is out there. I understand that a lot of it is crazy and unpredictable and and awful. I've never seen it portrayed to this level of like nonsensical insanity and stupidity where I'm like, <laughs> okay, even a racist wouldn't be that bad at racism. <laughs> you know, like this is so bad at it. Like you're so bad at it. And then he clearly wrote, he's like, I'm going to write a rapper into this movie has never heard of a rapper before. It's like the day he was writing it, somebody somebody was like walking by talking about like Lil Wayne. He's like, who's Lil Wayne? He's like, he's a rapper. And he's like, rapper? What is this? <laughs> what is this rapper thing that you speak of? And he did uh, five minutes of research and was like, oh, I can make a rapper character. What are rappers' names like? I don't know, mid-sized sedan. Zone. <laughs> Does he rap in the movie? No. Is he a caricature of a, you know, African-American male who might be a rapper? For sure. Is it problematic? <laughs> I think so. I think, <laughs> I think it's awful the way that these characters are written. It's so clearly written by somebody who has no understanding of other people's culture and... Yeah, it's kind of grotesque to, to watch unfold. There, I would. There's no characters in this movie. Like, I'll just say that um, because every character, the only thing that defines them is their job, and yeah. that's their only real like purpose on, in the movie. Because like, there's the dad, and like the whole movie, he's like, "I'm an actuary. Like, let me like spit some a analytics at you." About the percentages and they're just like okay and then there's the one girl who like works at a museum and she's like move away i move, i work at it in like forensics in a museum and stuff like that i could tell how much these bones have decayed and then there's the doctor who like has to help the woman with the seizure and then um oh yeah and he, i think he helps with the childbirth which was completely unnecessary um the one guy he like goes in the water and they're like like be safe and he's like i will I'm on the swim team. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I was on the swim team in college. I was like, what? Yeah. 
What? <laughs> yeah, like nobody, there's no actual characters. And this like brought me, or this brings me into my next like point. I actually did research on Sandcastle, which is the graphic novel that this is based on. And the reason, like a lot of people really like the graphic novel. And the reason that a lot of people like the graphic novel is because the graphic novel is not about like, oh shit, like how can we get out of here? Like who's doing this? What's going on? It's the, the point of the graphic novel is much deeper than that. And it's about facing your mortality and coming to like terms with that and coming to terms with, with aging and uh, like growing old and it's much heavier than that. And this movie has almost none of that. It has one scene where there's characters talking about like, like coming to terms with, you know, death. And it's like a one, maybe two minute scene at the end of the movie. And it's in the dark. And there's a super, super close up of one of the actors where like the whole frame of the camera is just like his lips to eyes. And I was like, this is like, it's too late. Like this one, this looks like shit. And two, like I've, I've sat here watching nonsense with non characters for at this point, an hour and a half, like fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, this is something that I did want to say also, just because, uh, I feel like he was going for like, Oh, this is like so stylish, like so, uh, so artsy. And, I know that you you had actually mentioned something about this. The camera work is trying so hard to be cool, Ooh. but it isn't doing oh, anything to make the film better at all. I hated it. <laughs> I know, and I, I think you had addressed like this when we did our Annabellum review, um, where you said that like there are cool shots in the movie, but you felt like they were wasted in these like nothing moments and used improperly, and. In Antebellum, I didn't completely agree with you with that movie, but I think that's totally the case here because there are so many scenes where the camera lingers elsewhere when like events are happening and it's going for kind of like that implied horror, which I normally I respect. But in this case, the whole movie is so much about what is going on like that. That is what he chose to focus on with the movie is like, what is going on? And there's so many times where he's like, you know what? I'm going to be artsy. I'm just going to show like a fucking rock wall and I'm like what is the point of the movie now because you've made it about the what is happening but we can't even see what's happening and then you have all these dumbass shots where it's like zoomed up super close in someone's face so the camera's blurry and I just thought it was like obnoxious and like kind of tone deaf yeah dude it's so bad it <laughs> there were there were shots like camera motions and stuff like during like like I'm thinking of the scene where the girl is like climbing the rocks and everything, and it's like cutting to her on the rocks, and then people down like screaming, like stand back, like this and that, and blah blah blah. And the way that the camera moves can only be described as like like the camera work in Kung Pao. <laughs> you know, like the comical like whip the camera around and like close up on a face and then pull it back and then whip it back to the left, like. Mm -hmm. But like you're not cutting the shot; you're just whipping the camera around turning the camera and like whoop like zooming in like as you're whipping it around like no and then like I'm coming Jocelyn one I'm coming <laughs> like it uh, I fucking I fucking hate M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> I I don't even want to say his style is this a style 
does he have a definitive style or does he just kind of do shit? Cause it feels like he just does shit. I think, uh, I think his style is just, I need a twist in my movie, which is not <laughs> what a was style the twist. <laughs> what was the twist? There was no twist in this movie. The twist of the movie was that what they were doing was for the greater good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so does that mean that the people who are part of the experiment are actually the bad guys? Yeah, maybe they, cause they want to, they want to stop the, cause they stopped all this progress and it's like, they were, they were like curing diseases and stuff. I guess spoiler alert, who gives a fuck? <laughs> I was so mad when that was revealed too. I was like, that's their payoff. I almost thought, cause I had made jokes that, the biggest twist that M night Shyamalan can do right now in his career is that he makes a good movie. Mm -hmm. That's the most unexpected thing that he can do. And then I was watching this movie and I, a joke that I wrote down in the beginning, I was like, maybe the twist of this movie is not actually in the movie, but in making the movie. And the twist was like, haha, I tricked you good actors into being into my bad movie. <laughs> and then it's revealed that he himself is filming these guys on an island mm -hmm. on the uh, on the beach and everything and I'm like oh my god is this going to be some meta thing where he, they're all like why are you doing this to me and it cuts up to him he's like cuz I needed to make another movie <laughs> cuz this is the movie I wanted to make <laughs> yeah. and like the twist was that we're watching the filming of the movie but the movie is really happening to the people on the island like that's like the kind of mind fuck of it kind of like a village-esque like thing of it's just like oh you think it's in this time period but it's actually in this time period type thing or you think it's one thing like that's a twist okay i get that this there was no that wasn't a twist that was just an explanation of why they're why they're doing it why they're there that's not even a twist like that's just like a here's the answer to the motivation yeah i think uh you know he's pigeonholed himself where he's like, I feel like I need to have a twist. Cause like really the only movie that doesn't really have a twist is probably split. Like, I guess the twist on that was basically just at the end. They're like, Oh, this is part of unbreakable, but like it didn't affect the movie, but yeah, like the best twists are the ones where something happens at the end and you're like, Holy shit. Wow. That's crazy. And then when you go back and you rewatch the movie, like the sixth sense is really good with this. Uh, and when you go back and rewatch it, you can see everything from that lens, knowing the ending. And you're like, wow, that's crazy. Like that, this happened that nothing had, like it doesn't change anything with this movie, knowing the outcome. Like, uh, they just tell you every, like, Oh, the drinks were the medicine that they gave you right at the beginning. And right. That's it. And like, there's nothing throughout the movie that like big spoiler. There's nothing throughout the movie that would be like, Oh, if they had just seen this from the get go, like, like there's all the clues all along that the coral was the freaking answer. <laughs> it just happens yeah. at the end where the guys, the kids like, Oh, that boy gave me this thing. And then it's like, my dad don't like coral. <laughs> and he's like, Oh shit. <laughs> oh fuck. That's the answer. We gotta go. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's it's barely a twist. I will say this, like, just as in terms of the whole movie, the ending of the movie where they, like, reveal what's going on and they show the people in the lab and stuff, that's probably the best five minutes of the movie. And I just feel like it was probably because he was trying to, like, not 
be in his own head kind of like he was just uh i'm it, i think he had the idea of how he was going to do the ending first and he was like yeah that's going to be like like that's what's really going to hit you and then the stuff in the middle he was just kind of like i got to try and be like as creative as possible like this movie's pg-13 but how can i make it as scary as possible rather than focusing on the important things um because we didn't even get to the deaths and stuff but like i just feel like everything on the island was comical like i was I didn't want to be a douche watching this movie, but I laughed a lot, <laughs> a lot Dude, in the bad. theater. The, all the deaths are corny as fuck. Just seems so like, I mean, half of the deaths are literally just like somebody swam in the ocean and then their body washed up later. Mm-hmm. Like two, there's two identical deaths in this movie. And e- it's like each of the kids got to get bumped into by a dead body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So dumb. The uh so many instant loves too. <laughs> also it's like mid mid-sized sedan's chilling on that beach. He watches this like 10-year-old girl enter the beach. Then she turns into Thomas and Mackenzie, and now they're like he's like putting his hand on her shoulder to comfort her, and she's all like she's like, Oh no, this horrible thing's happening to my mother, but thank god you're here, mid-size. mid-size like what that is a child that is a 10 year old girl in a at this point maybe 16 17 year old girl's body it's still not okay (laughs) remember when we did the trailer park though and you're like you're like you're telling me that this girl like had was like pregnant or whatever and then I was like, I was like, yeah, maybe she was like pregnant. And you're like, at six years old? Well, that's essentially what actually happens in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, I uh, like, too, that the, like they he knew it was weird. He knew it was gross because he put in that in that scene when like her and the boy are in the tent. And she's just like, she's like, I feel like my brain is changing, too. Like my my like mind is aging with my body. Yeah. That way it's not like, Oh, you're a fucking three year old in a, you know, 16, 17 year olds body. And it's like, Oh, okay. Like my brain, it's like, we should acknowledge that like our brains are also developing at the same rate. Yeah. I, you know, they show that clip in the, in the trailer and they make it look like it's going to be like a big set piece. And in the trailer, like I was getting like flashbacks to like the cesarean scene from Prometheus. I was like, Oh, it could be like pretty gnarly. Like, there could be uh, some good scares in that because that cesarean scene in, in Prometheus is amazing. Um, yeah. But in, in this, it is so throwaway. And I'm pretty sure that's another movie where they cut the camera and like nothing happens. Grand, nobody wants to see that. But it was just like so weird. And literally the events of the movie are they come out of a tent and the girl's like already like seven months pregnant. And they're like, hey, look, look what's happening. And then she starts going into labor and then the camera like moves away and the boy's like, Oh, I'm going to marry her because there's no real or dialogue in this movie. And then it cuts back to when she has the baby and then it moves back the other way. And they're like, the baby's dead. And then it's never revisited. Like she buries the baby. And I think then she's like, I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the baby thing is a, like a moment in the graphic novel, but it's actually important in that it has right. a bigger role. And here it's not used at all. So it was just like, why? And uh, yeah, like that was just something that was like wasted. And then some of the deaths, there's like a a death that revolves around calcium deficiency. 
And (laughs) when it happened in the theater, I literally screamed out loud in laughter. Like it was a hard laugh that was so forceful that it came out as a scream and then turned into laughter. And my theater actually, it wasn't just me. My theater like needed to calm down for like three minutes after that. Like everyone was like, you could hear like scattered still laughs. Everyone was just like floored by how stupid that was. That's an amazing experience. Cause there's definitely, man, I wish I was there for that. There's definitely movies where you'll go and see them. Like when I saw fast and furious, um, like Meg and I were the only two people like laughing at the movie and everybody mm-hmm. else was like, this is fucking cinema. And, but like to go to a theater and just everybody acknowledges, wow, this is bad. Right guys. And like, everybody's laughing at how stupid it is. I bet you that felt awesome. Yeah. We were all in the same, same boat. I, um, I think everyone during it was just like, man, <laughs> this is shitty. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, this movie is obviously not good at all. I, was trying to think about it and I was like, is, is this the worst movie he's ever made? No, it like definitely isn't. But I think this is one that is in the back half for sure. Maybe in like, Oh yeah. He's trying, he was trying for this one. He was definitely trying to make a bad movie. Yeah. I think, I think the last airbender is worse and the happening is definitely worse after that. Maybe after earth is worse but that would probably be it. Like, cause even the ones that I know people have issues with, like I like the village more than this. I like lady in the water more than this. Cause at least lady in the water is weird. And that's like an original idea. That's another thing. The fact that this was something that was actually good before this and he, and he fucked it up this bad actively like ruins it a little bit even more for me. Um, I have not yeah. seen the visit. I think the visit is the only movie of his that I have not seen, but I've heard mixed things. So it's probably better. And then, yeah, like I would rather watch glass. I like glass way more than this. Uh, and like split. And then obviously the big ones are all better. So this is either like his third worst movie and, or maybe like fourth at best. Like, I think this is really bad. <laughs> I got you. I got you playboy. See, I, I don't know how I feel. I haven't watched all of his movies because I don't want to do that to myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. That's crazy. Sorry, I'm looking at, I'm on Rotten Tomatoes. Highest rated movies. Are you, wait, that can't be true. He has to have. His highest rated movie that isn't, um, like that he has directed is The Sixth Sense. Right, and even that's at an 86. Mm -hmm. Still good, but. Oof, like fucking like glasses in the 30s. After Earth is 11. Last Airbender, five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devil, 49. Happening, 17. Lady in the Water, 25. Village, 43. Um, Wide Awake, 45. Then Sixth Sense was good, 86. Unbreakable, 70. Sign, 74. The Visit, 68. Split, 77. But. One so out of fourteen movies, six of them are passable. Yeah, and I'm trying to see one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, those are ones that he directed. <laughs> yeah, so six of them are passable. Mm-hmm. They're not, and none of them are in the A range. They're all the his highest score is a B. 
Actually, no, it's five. It's five that he directed. Five are passable. Oh, five are pass. So even worse. So yeah. five movies out of the 13 or whatever, 14 or whatever I said, um, are passable. And some of those are barely like 68 or 70. Yeah. Passable. <laughs> and then eight or nine, eight or nine movies that are below a 50. Yeah. They're not, they're so failing. Yeah. I, he, he has f- four movies, uh, under 25%. Mm-hmm. A third, a third almost of his catalog is under a 25%. I will give him props. Like he is definitely someone that just wants to make movies. Cause I'm pretty sure it, with the visit, he had to like completely fund it and he like, put his house up. I'm pretty sure something like that to get the money to fund the movie. And it, and it did well. And that's how he was able to do split and glass and stuff like that. So he's, I mean, the guy, the guy loves what he does and he'll, he'll bet on himself. But I feel like he is never like the sixth sense was just like this big thing. And he's never been able to live up to that. And I more and more, I hate to say it, I don't, I don't want to be a douche, but more and more, I feel like those three movies, like the sixth sense, unbreakable and signs. I, I think they might be flukes. hundred percent. hundred percent. Uh, signs is our sixth sense was his biggest financial like hit. Like almost made like 300 million. And then signs was the next closest with 220 million. Um, he didn't make, you know, a bit, he'd made half as much money on the village and then he didn't make over a hundred million until the last airbender, which that was mostly perpetuated on Nickelodeon fans, like people who are fans of the show going to see it. So I think that's yeah. cheap. And then it took him another six years to make over a hundred million. He took, he goes in these six years, six year intervals, like 2004, he made the village with 114 million, took him six more years to reach a hundred million again with last airbender. Then it took him another six years to hit it with split. And, um, yeah, dude, I'm looking at his financial box office is gross. It's awful. Like who would bet on this man? I hate him. I see the picture of him smiling and I fucking hate him. <laughs> um, we didn't even get to tomato tomato. You want to do that real quick? Yeah, do it. All right. Tomato, tomato, tomato. The critics, they're bringing this in at a 50. Yes. <laughs> tomato, the audience, they're bringing this in at a 53. Also, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, no shock. Tomato. Mm-hmm. Fuck this movie. Failing it. F. Yeah. Tomato. F for me as well. And I was. This is my first F on the show this year. Yeah. I, um, it's not, not mine. Cause I think I gave fast nine an F, but I, this is the worst movie we've done on the show from the year. Um, I, I have seen a movie worse than this, um, this year, but it wasn't on the podcast. And I, I paused after I said the critic score because I was going to say something. I was like, I shouldn't spoil my opinion, but 50 is high. Like I see 50, 53 on there and I'm just like, no, this is like, this is it. like a 20. <laughs> like, I think this is that bad. <laughs> yeah. It's really bad, man. It's so bad. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't like it. Happy I birthday. Like it at all. <laughs> Happy birthday to us. <laughs> Gluttons for punishment. I told you too. Cause, um, I, I had the opportunity to go to the movies on my birthday and I was like, 
I'm not like, I'm not going to use my one chance to go to like the movie theaters specifically on my birthday to go see old when I can see the green Knight or suicide squad, the suicide squad. Mm-hmm. So I went to see green Knight, which we'll talk about eventually. But um, yeah, I couldn't bring myself to see a shit movie on my birthday in the theaters. So yeah, just, I was, I had to save it. I had to wait a little while. That's why this episode came out a little bit later than we normally would do our birthday episode. Usually it'd be like first week in August. We do the birthday episode. Yeah. I, um, I think green Knights next I think suicide squads after that. And after that much sure. maybe free guy, but this was one that, you know, actually I think we were originally going to do a space jam review. And I think we saw that and we were like, no. And then we're like, <laughs> is old better than space jam? And then I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They're both bad, but for very different reasons. Yeah. So, you know, you know, if you want to find out if it's better or worse than uh, space jam, a new legacy, then, uh, you have to stick with the show until our next duties and see where it lands. Mm-hmm. Could be in the top 10, uh, at this rate, my top 10 and bottom 10 are going to overlap heavily. Cause I've only seen 13 movies. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, we started this year late though, because the Oscars weren't until like late March or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch that, you know, like this year probably wouldn't even like look that rough. Like, cause I think it has been pretty rough there. We're starting to get some movies that we like, but there hasn't really been a movie yet. That's like really blown me away yet. And at least that we have that we've done. Um, but I was going to say like, there were movies that were 2021 movies that just qualified for the Oscars that we put on list last year that like, maybe if things weren't all fucky, they would be this year and it would look a lot better. Cause St. Maud came out early this year and Judas came out earlier this year and trying to think of something else that that would qualify. But yeah, there were, there were good movies that came out early 2021 and I feel like now, like on the pod, like as far as movies that we have reviewed, I'm like, what is like the best movie that we've reviewed so far this year? And I'm like, huh? Is it like, uh, I guess it's the quiet place too. That's the easy answer. But, but after that, Dude, we got crazy shit coming up though because on all on the same day in October, they released the same day we're getting the French Dispatch, Dune, and Last Night in Soho. Oh. Two Timothy Chalamet movies on the same day cuz he's in French Dispatch as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. French so, French Dispatch was uh shown at one of the film festivals and people are like really really high on it, but Again, it was I really want to see it. And you know how I feel about Wes Anderson now. Like I like Wes Anderson movies. Like I, I really loved his catalog up until a certain point, but you know how I feel about his movies and generally these days. Um, I just feel like he's sniffing his own farts too much. Yeah. Um, But I am excited to see that movie. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm obviously excited to see Dune. I started reading the book and I'm like, (laughs) I'm a 10th of the way through it. (laughs) because <laughs> the book's a fucking chode but uh, I'm getting through it and um, yeah I'm determined to finish that I'm dying to see last night in Soho a lot of good shit to look forward to for like th- two two months from now wow we're only two months away that's awesome 
did you mean to do that? I just did it. <laughs> I just did. I didn't want to let the show end without putting one more of those in there. Yeah. All right. Well, if you guys want to know. What's going on? <laughs> uh, hopefully by the time this episode drops, we will have a field out on the website for the newsletter. Um, you know, anything that we haven't been able to cover on the show will be there. The first one's going to drop on the second of the month. And yeah, let's uh, do that. Hopefully we can talk to more of you that way. Like and subscribe. Send us reviews. We got another review today. Very Did happy we? about that. Yeah, we're we got one more. I think. Nice. I mean, Love I know it. we it's at least one more. Nice. Well, yeah. And if you guys want to stay in the know and you want to know push the button. What's going on? There it is. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know what's going on. Then you listen, Mark. If you want to know what's going on, go to twodudesmoviereviews.com. What's going on? I just told you, you fucking idiot. What's going on? Don't talk to me like that. I don't need that tone from you, Marky. What's going on? <laughs> hey, calm down. If you would let me explain, you would know. What's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. Uh, these fucking boxing gloves, and I'm gonna knock your teeth in, Mark. What's going on? I'm going to smash your face against a wall, Berg. What's going on? Suck at Swampies. What's going on?